Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of Get Wrecked, the only podcast anywhere in the world where two buds take turns recommending and reviewing some of their favorite pop culture hits, hidden gems, and oddities. I'm of course your host and resident silly boy Thor, joined today as always by my friend and co-host. He's riding in a fast car, singing depressing songs about social change, it's Micah. Hey, what's going on? I got a ticket to take us anywhere. Yeah, man. But it'll be very depressing. <laughs> you think? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. All right. That's fair, I guess. That's fair. Um, There's a lot of injustice in the world. Well, yeah. And apparently that's all Tracy Chapman ever thinks about. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, Tracy Chapman had had an interesting upbringing, I think. Um, I know it. I know nothing about her other than the fact she definitely is a woman. She definitely is a woman. Welcome, <laughs> crew. We're going to talk about some some Tracy Chapman lore. Um, not really lore. We're going to discuss Tracy <laughs> Chapman's first album, self-titled album in 19. Uh, let me let me make sure I'm getting my facts straight here. 88. 1988. Yep. I was going to say 88, but I wasn't sure if it was 99 or 89. So the year that I was born. Uh, Tracy Chapman released this gem of an album. So, yeah, if you didn't listen to the last episode where we talked about the Righteous Gemstones, that's fine, I guess. You should go back and listen to it because it's a pretty good episode in my opinion. However, I revealed that I thought that Tracy Chapman was a man. Just because the the main song that I knew Tracy Chapman was uh, was Give Me One Reason to Stay Here, I love that song. I've listened to that song for years. Thought that it was a man singing. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Thought it was a man. I'm sorry. I'm just a humble man. Hard to believe, but I have some imperfections. Tracy, if you're listening, and I think that you are, Micah apologizes. I can see in his face. He, he feels bad. You know what? Because of that mistake on my part, I felt like I owed it to Tracy Chapman to listen to her first album. Like, that's why I did <laughs> Sounds it. like you have a new fan, Tracy. Uh, you do, Tracy. I'm a big fan of your first album. Haven't listened to anything else um, except for Give Me One Reason to Stay Here on, I believe, your fourth album. But I'm a fan. That song is a fucking jam. Yeah, it is. The song's awesome. You're telling me. That you knew Tracy Chapman was a woman the entire time? Yes. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm 100% certain. I will tell you, although I did think when you had initially asked me it wasn't on the show, you had, you had asked me, you know who Tracy Chapman is? And I knew, I knew Fast Car and uh, Revolution, talking about a revolution. Okay. I also thought she's it. For some reason, I thought she did the song, Don't it always seem to go that you don't know <laughs> okay. what you got till it's gone. Don't go chasing. No, that's not. Pain that's not Paradise yeah, put paid. up a parking lot. You thought that Counting Crows was Tracy Chapman? Is that Counting Crows? That is tr- oh, Counting Crows. Yeah. But yeah. For whatever reason, I just in my brain, I was like, that's Tracy. You asked me, and I'm like, yeah, uh, Paved Paradise put up a parking lot. And you're like, what? No. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know. So, yeah, yeah, I'm also sorry, Tracy. And you know what? Counting Crows is a male singer. Well, yeah, and well, and they're from the... It's definitely in the same vein. Sure, yeah. Like, early, late 80s, early 90s, like... Kind of folk so, pop. Soft, type. folk, jammy, jammy rock. Like, yeah. 
Ugh. But. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Not a fan of counting crows, I take it. I have three words to say. Dave Matthews Band. He wakes up in the morning. a baby. It's just before we get into that, though, I I have some other mu- like some other music stuff to discuss. Oh, okay. This news article literally popped up on my phone right before we started recording. Looks interesting to me. Okay. Let me read you the headline. Yeah, let's get into it. Watch insane clown posse's violent Jay and his girlfriend. On the reality show, Love Don't Judge. And so I skipped. (laughs) So here's the picture. It's Violent J, the fat ICP guy in his his ICP makeup with a hot blonde girl. And I guess part of the... So the name of the episode is My Boyfriend is 51. Do I Have Daddy Issues? And I guess it centers around the fact that their age gap, she's 30 and he's in his 50s. Still wearing clown makeup in his fifties, <laughs> and, and one of the and one of the quotes it says here is, "I think it took a while for her to get used to the face paint," and she just goes, "I prefer him without it." <laughs> like you think? You think? Can you, so, Hold on, would, wait, does does he wear the face paint all the time? It must be regularly. I'm not an ICP fan, so I don't know. Do they? Okay. I thought that that was just a stage performance thing. They have to take it off sometime, I guess, but they probably wear it a lot. It's got to be hard to get off. But it made me think, would you, would you date a woman and say, okay, so this is another Paul Patrol scenario. Oh, geez. You meet your dream girl. Okay. You're like, I could marry this woman. I love her. But her job is a rapper. She she raps and she raps as a psychopathic clown. And a lot of her whole image and her fans, it, it's all kind of like very dark, gritty stuff. Like she's got a lot of white trash fans <laughs> like jumping through tables. There's yeah. a lot of bad teeth in the crowd. And, <laughs> um, and and so I mean a lot of the times you're going to be walking around with her and she's going to be like I want to wear my clown makeup today no that's a deal breaker for me that's, <laughs> that's a hard a deal. deal breaker for me if it was makeup like yeah I just, I just can't do it because as much as being a comic book fan there's a lot of allure over Harley Quinn sure. right? Who who could be exactly what you just described Oh, yeah, I guess she kind of is the female version of ICP. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Harley Quinn. Yeah. And in, in a fantasy world, I think, oh, yeah, I could be into that. But then in practicality, I don't think that I could. I just don't think it would be. Yeah. Can you imagine going to Outback Steakhouse? And <laughs> 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 it's just you're, you're just there fully normal and just like maybe a nice button up shirt. Yeah. And some jeans. And the waiter comes and he sees it. Oh, hi, sir. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I ask if it's her birthday. I'm like, nah, nah. She's nope, just, this... this is just every Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesdays in... is, uh, she's got to wear the, she's got to do the thing all day. Yep. Clown Tuesday. That's what she calls it. And she does not divert from it. 
That'd be the worst, Thor. What about Dude, you? Can I, can I tell you? Uh, so <laughs> I don't know how, you know how on like social, any kind of social media, the algorithm will just suggest things to you. Mm-hmm. Well, on Facebook, there are groups. Yeah. And so I don't know why it popped up as like a suggested group you might be interested in. This group popped up and it was called Clown Girl Honk Heaven. <laughs> and I immediately joined, and I was not disappointed. So, okay, so this Facebook group is fully, it's all dedicated to hot girls dressing up as clowns. There's a whole subculture of, like, people who are into clowns. What? And I think some of it's sexual, some of it's not sexual. It's kind of one of those where it's a little bit of both. Like, Hmm. some girls are, like, fully leaning into it. It's, like, they have full-on, like, here are links to my OnlyFans. And they're all dressed up like clowns. Yeah. And they post sexy clown pictures. Okay. And then some of them just seem to be people that are just really into clowns. Do they wear the nose? Yeah, that's a big part of it, Micah. (laughs) Jeez. Okay. I'll I'll show you when we're all, like... Oh, I can't... Clown Girl Honk Heaven is... Can't wait to see that. Yeah, and everything's like honk. It's like happy honking Tuesday and stuff. So, <laughs> dude, dude, I get endless, endless entertainment from scrolling through the Clown Girl Honk Heaven Facebook group. It's pretty dope, <laughs> dude. It's insane. That sounds ridiculous. Again, in and, Fantasyland, like keeping it in Fantasyland, I could see the appeal. Well, yeah, and that's what I was getting at is because some of the girls on there, I'm like. Well, I wasn't into clowns, but <laughs> maybe I am. It's doing something for me. Yeah, maybe I am. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I feel like that. Yeah, I just. But to imagine the not sexy times, though, that you would have with that person. And is it still as attractive? Is it still as appealing? I guess. No, it'd be infuriating. <laughs> like. Going out and doing your errands day to day. Hey, babe, do you want a bowl of cereal? No, I want you to take the fucking clown makeup off for once. For one second, can you take the clown makeup off? Can we have a normal conversation? We were trying to talk about are we going to refinance our house or maybe we need a reverse mortgage? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't. I I can't take you serious. Jesus Christ, take the makeup off, lady. Take the makeup off. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh... I'm tits up on this rental property, lady. <laughs> and I can't have a serious conversation without you honking your nose. Yeah, I feel like. No, a... don't pull the don't pull the flowers out. I, I, I see how many scarves you have. Awesome. That's great. Oh, more. Yeah. Oh, there's more scarves. Wait, what else is that? more scarves? Cool. Fantastic. Yeah, it feels like it'd be. How many of your friends are in that car? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be a bit much. It would be a bit much for sure. <laughs> Oh, well, thankfully, thankfully, Tracy Chapman never dressed up as a clown. Yeah, no clowning for Tracy Chapman. She's all business, all business all the time. So you ready to get into it? I am. In fact, I would say the way the opposite of hot is cold. The opposite of clown, Tracy Chapman. Let's get into it. 
Hey folks, make sure to stay up to date on all the latest episodes by following us at Get Wrecked Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Or if you have any recommendations you'd like to hear us review on the show, you can contact us directly via email. Or, I don't know, maybe you just want to send us some feet pics. You creep, I don't know what you're into. I don't care. We'll review those too. What do you think of that, huh? In any case, all your requests, feedback, and general criticism of the straight white patriarchy can be sent to getrectpod at gmail.com. That's G-I-T-R-E-C-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. All right, so we are getting into Tracy Chapman's first album. You know she got three Grammys from that album? I'm unsurprised. Yeah, it's kind of wild, right? Um, something, the reason that I wanted to, to have you listen to this is because, one, I don't think that I've recommended anything like this to you before. Correct. And I was very taken back when you suggested it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, because uh, it's not in my normal wheelhouse either. But when I listened to it, I could not help but just be uh, taken in by the music because she has such a powerful voice, I feel like, not in not necessarily in her message, but just the way that she sings is great. And this music is also very, um, I'm going to use the term simple. I don't mean that as a demeaning or derogatory, like that it's not good. I think it's simple on purpose to be accessible to a lot of people. Can I tell you when I heard that I, like I said, I was surprised. Okay. But when I listened, started listening to it, it made perfect sense. Cause here's the thing is I've been kind of dialing in the things you like about music. Okay. I've been thinking, I've been trying to work on a recommendation, like, cause I'm going to get you one of these times with music. I'm going to get a 10 out of 10. I'm just still working. I'm trying to figure out the perfect recipe, you know, okay. got to add the pepper and the spice. Yeah. So but what are you noticing here? She, it makes sense why you enjoy this. Cause here are some things about this album that I think are all things that I know you enjoy. A, it's, it's crisp. It's, it's, uh, I'm trying to think of the word. It's, it's very polished. Uh, she she has an incredible voice. That's number one. Michael loves somebody with a just a really traditionally excellent voice. This is true. I do. So and her voice. I mean, it carries the album. Without the voice, I mean, I think the al- I think the album's honestly pretty mediocre. Okay. Music wise, mm-hmm. with some exceptions, just in the sense it's not blow your hair back. Sure. And I think that's also kind of intentional because her voice is the focus of the album. And I think that's a good choice because her voice is incredible. Yeah, I would agree. But also all the instrumentation is clean, simple music. Like, like you said, and not simple in that it's not thought out, but simple that there's not a bunch of unnecessary bells and whistles. They're not trying to experiment. They were like every song feels purposeful and it feels like, oh man, I can't, I can't think of exactly how I'm trying to, how exactly I want to describe it. But it, it's crisp and clean. Yeah. And you know what it is? They sound like a song you would hear in a Disney film or, or, or a musical or, or okay. just a movie. Interesting. In the way that they are put together. Okay. As far as the composition of them? Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, I would I would definitely agree that there's simpler music uh, or that these are simpler songs. 
I would argue that that would probably be very tough to do well. Yeah. I think, because it's so bare bones. Like, this is her with a guitar, uh, there's a drummer, and there's a bass player. I don't really know if there's much else going on behind the scenes. It's pretty bare bones as far as band yeah, goes. Yeah, some of the songs are very sparse. And the songs are pretty... There are songs that vary pretty wildly as far as how much, because you have... The song Behind the Wall, where it's literally just her singing. Just her singing. It's just a full-on vocal track. And then you have other songs like uh, She's Got Her Ticket, which is has a lot of instrumentation. Yeah. Um, Her voice is definitely what drew me to listening to the whole album. Because when I listened to it, again, the only song that I really knew, I was mostly knowledgeable on... Give me one reason. And I knew Fast Car existed, but I don't think that I recognized how big of a hit Fast Car was. Yeah. So listening to this album doesn't even have Give Me One Reason. That came off of her fourth album, I think. Were uh, or you not, third. How familiar were, were you with talking about a revolution? N- not at all. Okay. Not that, at all. I knew that song most and then Fast Car and then Paved Paradise to put up a parking lot, which apparently is not her. But that's fine. <laughs> but actually, I was listening to Fast Car and I had this funny moment because it's been a while since I really listened to it. Yeah. And I was really listening to the lyrics and and the chorus is driving in your fast car, drive so fast you can fly away. And I'm like, this Daffy Broad don't know how cars work. <laughs> Fly away? <laughs> what? That's not how cars work. At all. Tracy yeah. Chapman. Yeah. There's another line in there, too, that where it was like, driving so fast, I felt like I was drunk or felt I was drunk. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've i never felt drunk by driving fast. Yeah. Just personally. No. I, um, and I think, and I'm I'm poking fun. I think sure. that's. Yeah. yeah there's a reason that was the biggest hit off the album. It was a great song. It's an incredible song. It's so sad. I mean, it, it, it's not sad. It has sad part. It's a great story song. I love a song that's a great story. Yeah. And it tells this really in-depth story of this person going through like a tough childhood and then getting into this whirlwind romance and then that wor- that romance like kind of fizzling out. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it is a lot. It's a lot of sadness, but then there's also a lot of like hope in it of like moving on and moving forward with your life. Yeah. I think that that kind of sums up the album too. I think that there's a lot of look, a lot of looking at society, a lot of looking at um, maybe different classes in life as far as where people are stationed and looking at that. And I think that in itself is kind of a sad thing to kind of recognize and, and take part in. Or at least recognize and just kind of think about and meditate on. Sure. But then also with a lot of it, it's about, or at least it seems like, how can we up our station in life? How can we better our plot that we have? And I feel like that is kind of a running theme through this as well. Yeah. Honestly, a little bit much. I do say, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) oh man. I, and it doesn't make sense. Like this album really irritates me. Most of the album really irritates me. Do tell. I want to know. I want to know about this. Because every goddamn song is, is like, I get she has a point of view, and that's fine. It's just for whatever reason, I'm just like, we get it. It's tough to be poor. 
being poor sucks. We get it. Yeah. And and not to take away from that, it does. And honestly, you know me. I I love punk music and a lot of dealing with talking about the same issues. Yeah. I love hip hop and the Fugees. Once again, dealing with and talking about the same issues. The score has a reference to Tracy E. Chapman in that album. Oh, does it really? Yeah, Wyclef says he's driving his fast car playing Tracy Chapman. Okay. So it's not that I have anything against those concepts or even talking, but for whatever reason, she just bugs me. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if it's the soft nine the like nineties soft rock. It might be it. <laughs> Maybe like, it's the nineties soft rock. I don't know if it's her voice. He's the deep the hair. Like, <laughs> like, she sings great, but I think I'm good with like one song. Oh yeah, and then I'm like, okay, Trace Chapman, I'm I'm good now. I'm, so, I'll move on. So if you had to pick one song, which one song do you think it would be off of this album? Uh, I think Fast Car. One, that's yeah. what we were talking about. Yeah, it's Fast Car. I mean, I think it's Head and Shoulders above all the others. You think so? I do. That's I think interesting. Great. Not to say there's not other ones that I enjoy. I, talking about a revolution, I think, is a good song. That's also another funny one. There's this part where she goes, talking about a revolution. Now whisper. Yeah. Whisper. <laughs> like, like, really? What? <laughs> um, so I like those songs. And then I don't really care for the rest of the album, except for... <laughs> there. Then you get to these other two songs. Uh, the first one is called Mountain of Things. Okay, yeah. And that's the one that I felt like it felt almost very cinematic. Okay. It kind of has this, like... Um, I think it's called like Afro pop mm-hmm. vibe where it's a lot of kind of like traditional African uh, percussion going on. Yeah. Really cool song. And the one right after that, she's got her ticket. She's got her ticket was great. And I, the reason I really enjoy that song is the guitar work. Okay. It has this, inc- cause it's kind of like a, like a reggae vibe. Yeah. But the guitar that's playing, there's this guitar doing a lead the whole way through. And it's this really kind of like almost jazzy type lead. And when I first heard it, I thought it was uh, Mark Knopfler. Who's that? Uh, he plays guitar for Dire Straits. Who's that? Sultans of Swing. Oh, okay. And the incredible work on Sultans of Swing, he plays that. And Mark Knopfler is most famous for the fact that he plays uh Without a pick, he plays like a fingerstyle guitar. So all that okay. guitar work in Sultans of Swing is without a pick. Which yeah. if you play electric guitar and you hear that song, you'd be like, "What?" Yeah, that's that's <laughs> kind of strange. Um, but it, he has this really unique sound. Okay. And so I actually, it's the only thing I looked up about this album is I looked who does the guitar on that song, and it <laughs> wasn't Mark Knopfler. Okay. And it's a guy named Jack Holder, who I looked into. That name sounds familiar. Well, he's primarily a producer. Okay. Um, so I looked into his like his discography. He has like he's worked on he's credited in a hundred and twenty eight different albums. Jeez, okay. So he was a I'm guessing probably like a producer slash studio musician uh in Nashville and did a lot of work. So on this album, he played organ, he played dulcimer, dobro, piano, sitar, and the electric guitar hmm. on that song. So, and yeah, I looked and he has a huge discography of songs. He's like, pro- or albums he's like produced or recorded stuff for just kind of a behind the scenes music guy. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. So I re- but yeah, I really enjoy uh, that song. She's got her ticket that the guitar on that song is 
incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, uh, I really I really enjoyed Mountain of Things. The one that I really liked, too, was Across the Lines. I felt like that was a pretty awesome song. And I really liked Behind the Wall. Behind oh. the Wall was real depressing. Behind the Wall is very depressing. Yeah, it's just about this... Uh, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, it's again, it tells a story, right? She does a lot of this narrative through her lyrics. Yeah. And it's just the story of a person hearing fighting... Uh, like, you know, somebody in an apartment building hearing fighting on the other side of the wall. And then it basically leads to cops come, but they say they can't get into domestic disputes. And then eventually she hears the screaming and then just everything stops, just dead silence. And turns out that whatever was happening, uh, the guy either beat her wife to death, or beat his wife to death or uh, something like that. But yeah. she died. And then the cops showed up and they said, hey, you know, let's just all go home type of thing, like trying to diffuse the situation. Yeah, and the neat thing about that song is I think most people, if you've lived in an apartment or lived in a place where you're close to a lot of people, can kind of relate to that, at least in the sense of, I mean, I've definitely had neighbors where there's, like, definitely times where you're like, do I need to call the cops? Because they're fighting real bad and it sounds pretty bad so like that that was interesting i felt like it did a great job of expressing that emotion you feel when there's somebody across the hall or somebody on the other side of the wall and and you know somebody's getting like hurt or being treated poorly and there's nothing you can do like that's what really came through in that song is just the helplessness you feel sure of like there's somebody going through something and i'm right here it's just on the other side of the wall and I can't do anything, but I can just hear their pain and what they're going through. Like I said, and, and that's something, unfortunately, I think a lot of people, if you've lived in an apartment, you've probably experienced something like that. Sure. I mean, I never had one of my neighbors get killed by domestic abuse. Thank God. But I mean, I've definitely heard stuff where I'm like, Jesus, where <laughs> where I'm like, OK, I'm going to call the cops. And then you see him show up and you're like, OK, thank God somebody already did. You ever have a, a drunk neighbor show up? On your uh, at your apartment, I had that happen to me once in uh, when I was living in an apartment going to college. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so we lived on the third floor. Myself, two roommates who I went to college with, and we just heard this dun 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 dun. And I went and checked it, and so we college experience for me. We didn't have any dorms. The college didn't have that, so we just found an apartment building. Um, but it was a run by one guy who was our landlord who owned the building, but there were three floors. So he had three apartments in that building. Okay. So it wasn't like a big company that was the landlord. It was just a single person. And the, on the first floor was just this older guy, probably in his mid fifties. And he just boom, boom, boom. And I opened the door and I see him. I forget what his name was, but he was just leaning like with his arm resting against the the frame of the door, and he's just like, hey, man, how's it going? I'm like, what the fuck? I'm okay, man. How are you doing? <laughs> and it was this really weird, like, kind of uncomfortable situation where I didn't, I knew him, right? I've seen him, but yeah, it's kind of like seeing a neighbor that you don't talk to, because that's exactly what sure, it was. Yeah. It just, you know, you see him Say hi home. in the hallway, but it's like, yeah. I don't know your name. And so he starts, like, patting my shoulder and like like patting my head like I'm a little kid. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but I had to walk him back down to his apartment on the first floor and and put him back into his apartment. It was a very strange That's thing. That's funny. You know, one time I had... So we lived in an apartment complex, and so we had a, a neighbor above us, and it was these young guys, like, in their 20s, probably. And me and Kendra were also, at that point, probably our late 20s. And... I don't know how they paid for the apartment because they, I mean, they seem like they were always just like, there was always just a bunch of people up there hanging out. You hear them playing like Call of Duty and stuff and oh, yelling geez. and having, they were fun. They were nice though. They were really cool. Sure. And they would always be like, hey, were we too loud? Like, but they were party kids. Okay. You know what I mean? They were all, there was always like on the weekends, there was always people. They were always having parties and having people over and being loud and shit. And which doesn't really bother me, especially me and Kendra were both closing a lot then. So we gotcha. we were we were up till four or five in the morning most nights anyway. So they were nice. They were actually very cool, but definitely loud got out of control a lot. And this one time, I mean, they had a bunch of people over having a big party being real loud. And they were there was a bunch of people outside in front of the apartments. And there's a lot of apartments. It's like a row of probably 20 apartments on either side Mm -hmm. and like there's like probably like four or five like drunk kids like 20 21 probably they're honestly they're probably a lot under 21 too just hanging out being loud as hell and eventually and i'm inside and i hear somebody go shit man it's the cops it's the cops and i hear everybody running up the stairs (laughs) but that sounded like a stampede and i hear somebody say shut the light off shut the light off very thin walls you could hear a lot (laughs) and at this point i was still smoking cigarettes and i was like well i need to smoke i don't give a shit and so i went outside well yeah you're not partying yeah and so then the cop sees me he's like hey you having a party in there and i'm like no he's like is somebody else having a party i'm like i think it was down there further (laughs) (laughs) you you threw him off the scent you you, yeah i was like i was like yeah no i heard something earlier but I, i think it was down that way a little bit and I, I sent him down a little bit and they ended up just leaving. <laughs> and, and then the next day, the one kid, he came down. Uh, I saw him the next morning and he and he was like, dude, were you out there talking to the cops? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you idiot. I sent him down there next time. Like, keep your friends inside because I was like, <laughs> I won't call the cops. I don't care. Right. <laughs> yeah, but somebody will. But yeah, that was a. Uh, I was that kind of neighbor where I'm like, I ain't fuck that. I don't give a shit. Party if you want. What the, <laughs> like, you, we're we're getting a little bit off topic, but I I, I do have I've got one more th- one more story okay. slash question. Have you ever been to a party and just felt uncomfortable and decided you wanted to leave? Yeah. Okay. Sure. So so that happens with me and my buddy Patrick. Patrick, who made the intro music to our uh, podcast. Thanks, Patrick. We went to a party, and we get there. We're there for about a half hour and I look at him and I'm like, we need to leave. There are things happening here that I don't want to be a part of. And he goes, yeah, it's getting real uncomfortable. So I go, we're going to um, go get some food from Sheets, which if you're in our area, Sheets is a gas station that also has made to order food. So you go up and get some food. So we're going to do a Sheets run common in our area. So you're going to do a Sheets run, you go out. And then one guy who I didn't like who was hanging out at the party was like, Oh, Oh, I could go for a sheets run too. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't think so, man. And Patrick's like, yeah, sure. Come on. 
And so we get in the car. <laughs> the whole purpose, we weren't going for a sheets run. We were leaving. We yeah. were getting out of the park. So now this guy's in the back of my car. He's in the back seat. And I look at Patrick and I'm like, why? Why did you do this? <laughs> because now there's this guy who's drunk in the back of my, back of my car. And we're leaving. And so I literally just went to my apartment, which was about 40 minutes away from wherever this place was. And his, his name was Adam. And so I looked back in the rearview mirror and I said, Adam, I'm sorry, but we're not going to Sheets. We're going to my apartment. <laughs> there was probably, do you think he had a moment where he was like, I'm about to be fucking murdered? <laughs> and he just goes, oh, it's like, but all my things are at the at the party. I'm like. I'm not going back, Adam. And so I just drove to my apartment. (laughs) (laughs) And and, I just went up to my apartment. I was like, Adam, you can sleep on the couch. And then I just went in my room, turned the lights off and went to bed. And in the morning, I had to take him back to to the area so that he could get his car. So my thought was you were like, we took him to sheets and then just left him there. Oh, no. (laughs) <laughs> That'd be pretty hilarious. That would be hilarious. Yeah. I don't think I could have done that to him. He wasn't a bad guy. He just, like, I just wasn't in the mood to be in that area. Yeah, one of those. Okay, I gotcha. So, um, so I just left. And, and I, the whole way there, or the whole way back to my apartment, I was yelling at Patrick. Well, that's a good lesson in honesty. Mm-hmm. Because you could you should have <laughs> just said, she just said, this sucks, see you guys. Yeah, I should have done that. I should have done that. Because that is a young person move. Because now I'm at the age, and I think you are too, where it's like, if I don't like something or if I don't like a place, I'll just be like, eh, it's not for me and I'll leave. Yeah. And, I, and I don't feel bad about being honest. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. that is a very like young person, like, eh, I don't want to ruffle feathers. I yeah. Just, I'm just going to quietly get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So speaking of ruffling feathers, did you know that Tracy Chapman had a gun pulled on her? While she was, I'm pretty sure, while she was at school. Like, what kind of school? Like, high school? Uh, uh, I'm pretty, college. I, don't know, I don't know that it was a, a middle school or a high school. But she ended up getting a, getting a scholarship to go to a private school. And she accounts, or she attributes that, her going to a private school, to saving her life. Okay. Because in the school that she was going to, I guess there was busing happening. And there was a lot of racial tension because she grew up in the 70s with a lot of the civil rights movements. So her as a person has always been very into social activism and social rights um, and just the right to life, quote unquote, is something that she's all about. So a lot of the content of this first album stems from kind of her upbringing. And then when she went to the private school, she studied in well maybe it wasn't the private school maybe it was college afterwards but she studied in african culture Mm -hmm. and um really got into the the grassroots of of her culture that she identified with and she ended up uh later performing at nelson mandela's 70th birthday i could see that i said i mean it really this really is this is kind of like the first like social justice warrior (laughs) <laughs> album right like, like she's in earth and and i'm not saying that with any kind of connotation it's just like that's what it is that's clearly her point of view and her perspective is like i'm out to use my music to make social change yeah and i respect that i appreciate it 
But for whatever reason, it just bugs me. It just bugged you. <laughs> I can. Do, I, and you I feel think like... it's. I think it's because I think it's the music. Really. Oh yeah. I, I'm not a fan of late '80s, early '90s soft rock. Okay. How do you feel about the Gin Blossoms? What songs do they do? They sing "Hey Jealousy." I like that song. They sing "Found Out About You." Yeah, that's fine. And and I like those. I don't love them. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Anywhere you go, I'll follow you down. I'll follow you yeah. down. Yeah. You gotta it's, love the Gin it's Blossoms, fine. man. The Gin Blossoms, that's like 90s peak music. I, I don't love it. I think it's fine. <laughs> okay. I think right. I would rather take like Blind Melon. Mm, not for me. Do you know any songs aside from the No Rain song? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. No, oh, geez. no, no, it's very, oh, okay. it's not what you think. It's okay. super good. They have a super interesting story as well. The, the lead singer was like very wasted on drugs, you know, as many of the musicians in the nineties were like got in trouble when he like pissed on the audience one time because he was so Jeez. like messed up, but their music's really good. But their music's really good. It is really good. They, uh-huh. they just had a, their lead singer was a very troubled person. <laughs> so so um so just a little bit about the album as far as its reception it it did really really well as far as professional ratings it got like five stars eight out of ten nine out of ten across the board um again she won three grammys she won out uh, i'm sorry she won best contemporary folk album Okay. And she also won Best Female Pop Vocal Performance as well as Best New Artist. Because this was her first album. And she won three Grammys on the first album. Yeah, no, and I think it's deserving. That's pretty wild. And especially for those categories. I mean, vocal-wise, yeah, of course. she's yeah. It's incredible. For being a first album, it's it's impressive. Yeah, in, in her recording, um, she said that it was very important to... Uh, I'll just read this quote here. Chapman's greatest concern during the meetings was that the integrity of her songs remain intact because she wanted to keep the record, quote, real simple. Um, I wanted to make sure that she, oh, this is the producer saying this. I wanted to make sure that she was in the front vocally and thematically so that everything was built around her. Oh, that's kind of every, that's kind of exactly what I said is like, it's a very simple, all the music is simple mm-hmm. and it, does it that if that's the mission they set out with it was accomplished perfectly i think yeah yeah uh i i think that they did a really good job as far as accomplishing that my one criticism okay well not my one but (laughs) i really a lot of the songs kind of mix into themselves you think so a lot of them kind of just mash together for me like i don't feel like there's a whole lot of they said i like fast car I okay. like talking about a revolution. And then the rest of the songs all kind of just blend together. Okay. With the exception of Mountain of Things, because once again, it's that very like Afro pop, like African inspired song. And she's got her ticket. It's very like a reggae inspired song. They feel intentionally very different than the rest of the sound of the rest of, 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 the, the, rest album. of the album. But then the rest of them all kind of like blend together a little bit. Okay. I can, but, you know, I can see that a little bit. We've talked about this before. I always find it interesting. Something that's very interesting to me with music is how an album is laid out as far as where you put this song here and that song there. Yeah. So I don't know why they put the two best songs 
as song number one and two. <laughs> a lot who's, of- who's listening to the rest of that album, lesbians? But... i mean because it doesn't (laughs) interestingly the um interesting thing about that she has kept her love life and her work life very very separate i did read a little bit about that yeah so um but she had she had a romance with a um i forget what her name was alice something was a an author yeah, um, who essentially outed her because yeah, yeah. It, it is neat though that she has said because she's gotten that question a lot because the thing is part of the success of Fast Car is it's like a lesbian anthem you think so? it's that's not like a I think so that's just like a it, actual factual thing oh it just is <laughs> oh like not <laughs> yeah, just are is. you talking about the lyrics or just as far as the reception the, the song it? the song as a whole oh okay I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like a lesbian anthem. Why? I'm I'm guessing because that's just general of, curiosity. Like, what what about it makes? I'm I'm guessing people with that that experience related to it. Okay. I mean, I couldn't tell you exactly. Sure. Why? Um, so I think she got that question for a long time, and also she always kind of kept her hair short and wasn't particularly super feminine. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I did read that. Is she always kind of got those questions like, "Are you gay?" And gotcha. she always was just like, it's not about that. I want to keep my private life private. Yeah. And so she never, she still to this day has not said what her sexuality is. Although she has been outed at least by one person, a female who said she had a relationship with her. Sure. And I honestly, I respect that. Oh yeah, I do too. Cause uh, like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I don't, either. I don't care. It has nothing to do. It has nothing to do with it. Yeah. Tracy Chapman and I probably have very differing viewpoints on a lot of things, but but Tracy Chapman's music, man, it's really good. Yeah. Her music's great. I don't know if she'd be a super fun par- person to be at a party with. She strikes me as the type of person who'd be like, oh, I think you're about to put that your beer can in the trash can. That should actually be recycled. <laughs> she <You> seems... <laughs> yeah, so I watched a couple of interviews with her just yeah. to kind of prep for this. To Again, I've kind of taken a deep dive. It's, okay. it's really weird. Um, but she seems very genuine and very sincere and very sweet as a person. Okay. I would agree. She probably doesn't seem like the biggest partier in the group. No, she seems like a Um, serious person with a serious mission. Yeah. But she also seems very kind and I think that um, comes across in the music, honestly, like I'm kind of poking fun. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Because because the whole, like I said, the album's a little bit heavy handed with the messaging a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm poking fun, but yeah, she seems like I think it comes across in the music that she has a even though she does have this kind of like perspective I've been talking about of like mm-hmm. social change and she's really um trying to point holes in racism and wealth inequality and stuff like that. Yeah. You can tell it comes from a very sensitive sweet place. Well, and also to be fair, the videos that I saw, the interviews that I've seen are when she's older cuz she's I think 67, 68 years old now. Oh wow, okay. So so, because she was born in 1960-something. Okay. She was born in the 1960s. Um, So, this is her first album. We talk often about how the first album, you're young, you're hungry, you've got a mission of some point, you're trying yeah. to to better your station. Yeah, you have your whole life to write your first album. Exactly. So, so maybe, I don't know. I mean, maybe she wasn't as sweet in her younger years. Maybe she was more activist and... 
not that you can't be a sweet activist, but maybe she was more, I don't know, less. No, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That's just all conjecture on my part. Uh, just throwing that out there. But she, from the videos that I've seen, she seems like a really genuine person who wants the best for humanity as a whole, which I think is kind of cool to see. Yeah. Um, so she attributes a lot of her success to her education. She says she reads a lot. She's not on social media at all. She prefers to live a very private life. And that is one of the main reasons that she has kind of uh, disappeared from from the limelight. Good for her. Like she hasn't she hasn't recorded anything since 2008. She's done tours since then, but she's just basically just lived her life. Yeah, good for uh, her. Because yeah. I mean, that's because that has to be. I mean, well, one of our earliest episodes we talked about the Fugees and Lauren Hill. The music industry basically made her insane, and she fully checked out of the. She did the same thing, fully checked out of the music industry, and so uh, I mean. I like that. I like when famous people, you know, have a bunch of success. Mm-hmm. They do something great that people love. And then after a while, they're like, you know what? That's good enough. I'm going to retreat from the spotlight and yeah. just try to live a normal life. I appreciate that. I do too. Yeah. I think that there's a lot to be said for that, especially with people who kind of are thrust into being famous. Yeah. Like, with her, it sounds like her first album was very much about being authentic to herself and her beliefs and her thoughts and what she cared about. And it just exploded. You know, there was a lot of resonation with it. Yeah, imagine 1988. Because this was probably the first album of its type that really found this kind of success, talking about these issues and in this way. Yeah. And a folk album at that. Yeah. A heavily folk album. And... The record company was probably like, oh, yeah, sure, she's great. We'll probably make a little bit of money. It's fine. She, you know, she she's a great singer. They're probably like, she has potential. I, I can't imagine anybody heard this album and initially and thought like, this is going to be a huge album. She's going to be a wild success. Yeah, I think that it was more because um, she kind of got a, a break in 87 was when she was introduced to the producer who would eventually... Um, or the record company, I don't know. But basically, the person heard her music and said, she's got talent, we should record her. Not necessarily to make it big, but that she's, again, authentic, she's got a lot to say, and we think that it would resonate with people. Yeah, they saw the potential and were like, okay, cool, they, this is something. But yeah, they. I, I have to imagine they didn't see... The amount of success, three Grammys, because I think success. yeah, three Grammys and, and other on nominations, your first yeah, yeah, for this album, yeah, in the night in 1988, you're talking the era of fucking Van Halen and Poison, yeah, like, quite like, different, like, and Janet Jackson and uh, Huey Lewis, like why, like wildly different from her, yeah. A hundred percent. It's definitely a cool story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, we are, we're reaching about that time, man. Uh, Hard to believe, but it's, it's time for ratings. So, uh, rating wise, you're in a fast car. You could go from zero to a hundred miles an hour. (laughs) Okay. How fast you going, Thor? 
how fast do you have to go to fly a car? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. You know, Micah, this album is my Clockwork Orange. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> uh, no, it's not that. It's not that. And it, yep. Like, I didn't hate it. Okay. Like I said there were four songs. Okay, yeah, that's how I'm going to do it. There were four songs on here that I genuinely enjoyed listening to. I I do I do like uh, behind the wall. Okay, I, I think it's an interesting song. I don't think I would. I don't. I'm never going to listen to it again. <laughs> okay, All it right. is an inter. It's a it's an interesting song. I appreciate it. And she obviously sings incredible. Mm-hmm. And that's the highlights of this album. Is her singing is awesome. I think there's a lot of really incredible percussion as well. Okay, throughout throughout the album. I love her guitar playing. It's a lot of times very understated and simple, Mm -hmm. um, but these really sweet melodies. So those are the good things. I'm just not really a fan of this like soft folk rock from the late 80s, early 90s. It just sounds like elevator music to me. I could get that. Yeah. So I'm going to go. So there are. There's 10 songs on this album. There's 11 songs. Oh, that's right. There's There's 11. Yeah. I like four out of 11 of the songs okay. that I would genuinely, I would put on and listen to. So we'll say that's about four. I'm going to drive that car 45 miles per hour. <laughs> okay. All right. That's fair. That's it's not fair. a fast car. It's not a fast car. Thor's not in a fast car. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Um, 45 out of 100 is... I- I'm sorry, go on. That's right. 45 out of 100 is Thor's recommendation or Thor's review, his score on Tracy Chapman's first album. Um, what do you guys think? Do you agree? Do you disagree? I'm a little bit higher personally, but you know, that's okay. That's all right. They can't all be winners. Yeah. No, I think it's pretty cool. Honestly, it, it surprised me wildly when you recommended this. Cause I'm like, what the, does he know who... <laughs> Tracy Chapman is? In <laughs> fact, I didn't, Thor. In fact, I thought Tracy Chapman was a man. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I get it. But, like, that voice, she definitely has a a deep, raspy voice for a female singer. Yeah. Beautiful Very, voice. Yeah. Loved it. She's incredible. Um, so, I, I like that. I like that you like this. Okay. All right. <laughs> It's like, like, it's just not for me. That's fine. Yeah. But I just, it was a surprise to me. Okay. And I always like a surprise. It was a surprise that you were like, yeah, Tracy Chapman. And that you really enjoy this album. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, just wait till my next recommendation. (laughs) When I, when I recommend the female ICP (laughs) group, Clown Girls. Is that, a re- is that a real thing? No. <laughs> okay. I hope, well, I mean, it probably, probably is. It probably is, but I hope not. Dude, have you ever heard of the Gathering of the Juggalos? No. Is Wait, what? You is don't it, know about the Gathering I mean, of the Juggalos? I know that a Juggalo is an ICP thing. Yeah. What okay. is the Gathering of the... Is this an event that happened? It's an event that happens. Oh, all, regularly. Often? Annually? Yeah. Okay. And I'm not. I think there might be more than one annually. I'm not entirely sure all the specifics, but it's basically like a festival that ICP throws. So it'll be oh, ICP, okay. obviously, and then like other bands on their label and other guys in that like kind of dirty rap rock mm-hmm. genre. Yeah. Like I said, 
a lot of missing teeth in the crowd. And, <laughs> and they do like, they'll do like rap battles. And uh, and from what I've heard, it's it's like white trash Bonnaroo. We should buy tickets. Dude, I've heard, the, but I've heard the Juggalo fans are super fun. I heard they're everybody's super cool. Yeah. Because they're all a bunch of fucking losers. Like, like, so, like, I'm not saying they're, li- no, I'm sorry. Society views them as yeah. losers. Okay. And do you know that the, the government has labeled ICP fans as a gang? So does that make them one of the largest gangs in the States? Yeah. Oh and, and this is not a joke. They have. And if you actually like, cause, uh, Shaggy 2 Dope and Violent J, those are the guys in ICP. Okay. And they're actually, they're smart. They're not like crazy or stupid or anything like that they're actually smart guys they just make they found their niche in music and is it niche 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 whatever they found it and made a lot of fans but their their fans have been like essentially labeled as a gang juggalos have been labeled as a gang that's very strange and a lot of it's just kind of like fear-mongering from people and it's literally like an excuse for federal agencies to investigate these the these fans and stuff like that they actually have a pretty Hmm. interesting story i'm not a huge icp fan anymore i was when i was a kid okay and they've since made a whole lot more music okay yeah gathering of the juggalos sound sounds like the you should look you should look into it it's pretty interesting it's like just a big festival for for juggalos (laughs) okay all right. Sounds like they need a revolution. White trash Bonnaroo. Yeah. With a whisper. Yeah. I wonder if Tracy Chapman would play at <laughs> would play at the gathering of the juggalos. Uh, if uh if she's got the face paint, I'm I'm there. I'm there. I'll listen to that album all day. Dude, do you know some ICP fans actually get like the clown makeup tattooed no. on their face? No, I dude, knew that's where you were dude, going. I swear to God. Yeah, the that's, Juggalo fans are no joke. They they like love them. That's so strange. And I've seen an interview with Shaggy Two Dope from ICP. Okay, and he was like, "Some of these people out here, they like tattoo their faces up with our makeup." And it's like, bro, why would you do that? You realize this is makeup, and I can take it off at the end of the day, right? <laughs> I, yeah. So even even ICP thinks tattooing your face like ICP is insane. Well, that tells me that ICP has a little bit of, I don't know, clarity on no, life. They seem like cool guys. Okay. Honestly, I've seen a, a number of interviews with them. I know nothing about them. Zero. But, um, man. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> We've covered well, a lot tonight. We really have. Um, what do you guys think about Tracy Chapman's first album titled Tracy Chapman? Um, did you guys enjoy it? Was it a little bit too on the nose for you or is it exactly what you want? Uh, we have some friends listening in Ohio who happen to be in the same state that Tracy Chapman was born. So if you've got some insight into Tracy Chapman, if you know some stuff, if you're curious on or if you uh, like or maybe you dislike Tracy Chapman's work. I want to know. All right. Send us a message on Instagram. Send us a message on Facebook at Get Wrecked Pod. Uh, and then we've also got an email. If you want to email us, give us a recommendation of your own, and we'd love to cover it. 
So uh, our email address, Thor, you want to spell that out for them? It's getrectpod at gmail.com. That's G-I-T-R-E-C-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. All right. So um, with that, Thor, next week, what do you have to recommend? I have a movie for you. Oh, boy. And I'm not saying I I like or dislike this movie. I'm honestly not entirely sure how I feel about it. Cool. So I kind of want to watch it again. All right. And I want you to help me decide, like, I want your perspective on it, too. I think it's an interesting film. Okay. Um, and I know you get worried sometimes when I say that. Yeah, it's you're not, giving it's, me a lot of... It's, you're, you're, <laughs> it's, not, it's not interesting in the way that it's going to make you uncomfortable okay. or sad. Lots of red flags here. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a fairly recent movie. It's a Netflix original from 2022. Okay. And it's called Spiderhead. Okay. And it is starring Miles Teller and Chris Hemsworth. Okay. I'll give you just the synopsis from IMDb. In the near future, convicts are offered the chance to volunteer as medical subjects to shorten their sentence. One such subject for a new drug capable of generating feelings of love begins questioning the reality of his emotions. Hmm. Miles Teller was in Whiplash, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and that horrible Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sounds intriguing. That sounds intriguing. Um, so, like I said, I, I remember enjoying it, but I was like, I'm not sure. I, I want to watch it again. So sure. I figure this is a perfect opportunity and then we can chat about it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's called Spiderhead? It's called Spiderhead. Okay. Next week, then, we're going to watch the Netflix original, Spiderhead. If you've got Netflix, if you had to pay the extra money because Netflix cut your uh, cut your account off and you can't use your mom's or your sister's account anymore and now you got to pay, this is the perfect time to, to make use of that, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure where you were going with that. I don't know either. <laughs> I felt um, like you were trying to make a point, but then didn't make a point. <laughs> I I don't have much to say over over Netflix. It's annoying. It's irritating. But anyway, moving on. Next week, <laughs> Spiderhead on Netflix. You guys should watch it. Show up next week. Listen to us talk about it. And also chime in. Give us your thoughts. So until next time, folks. As always. You get wrecked out there. Stay wrecked. Yeah. And I think we're going to end this episode with a whisper. Whisper.